gives you goosebumps, cashing a slip makes you grin, and above all, you love making your bookie cry, then you're in the right place. The number one spot for premier betting advice and wild opinions, shared with a fan base like no other. Welcome home. This is the Punch List MMA Podcast. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? As always, I'm Dale. He's Soup. It's a Punchless MMA podcast, and we are back after taking a week off. Soup's filling in again. Um, you're here this week. Pound the Line boys here are here next week, and then I'm in PA with you the following week. And We haven't decided whether or not we're going to record a preemptive show for that following event or not. Um, but we will we'll cross that bridge when what we get would to the it. following event be i obviously know what the october 5th is it the 5th not the 5th the october 8th event is right so i'll yeah i'll be recording with the pound the line boys for that one um i'm trying to re- trying to get my let me get my schedule pulled up here so we've got Dern versus yawn takes place this saturday night um i'll be recording with the um Pound the line, boys, next week because there we don't have anything next weekend. It's the the weekend of the fifteenth is the next event. Is the Alexa Grasso card right, Arizal? So there, we'll do a show next week, uh, but it will be for the fifteenth. The, okay. the card on the fifteenth. So if um, if you and I do an episode, it'll just be like it'll be like a filler episode. Okay. Um, do you have anybody coming on for the? All of Smokachev. No, no, I don't think so. Yes, you do. Oh, do I? Me. Okay. All right. And then I had to reschedule with a dude. So maybe, maybe Cater versus Allen. I'm trying to get Cater on. I'm going to talk. I'm going to reach out to Cal and see if we can't get him on the show uh, prior to his fight with Arnold Allen. Um, shouldn't be too big of an ask. I'm not going to say he owes me a favor, but maybe he does. Maybe he does. Maybe. Maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. Uh, maybe, maybe not. Maybe go fuck yourself, right? Dude, I burnt my finger today. Oh, yeah? Doing what? Uh, flicking was, bean? No, not flicking bean. I had a... Dinner was in the oven, and like it had like a... Like a... Like a like a not saran wrap but like a like a light film topping that i had to remove okay and i popped the corner on that topping and just 400 degrees of steam because i was you know i'm too lazy to pull the food out of the oven to take it off i just reached my hand in the oven and had to take that film off when mm-hmm. i took the film off this i got a steam burn on my index finger it's uh it's pretty shiny. It's starting to crystallize already. It's gonna be a nice big old blister from about the bottom of my nail bed to my knuckle. What I mean, what are you cooking? Like a hungry jack meal? What was this? No, what, it was uh it was like a like a like a pre made lasagna. Oh, okay. I got lasagna. You. Lasagna. Did you put it in the oven with plastic on it? Yeah, I know. It's really not it's probably not good to eat, but yeah, I don't think you should eat stuff. It's it's big. Well, it's just easy for like for me to take for lunch for the week. Mm, yeah, because if not, I'm door dashing every day, and that's twenty five bucks a day that I'm paying. Because you know I work down in in Wexford Cranberry area. Don, yeah, down there and at you work down there, and it's just, it's expensive because it's Chick fil A, Moe's, Chipotle. No, uh, yeah, yeah, all those joints. 
I'll tell you what, right? I, the, I don't know if this is going to be a hot take or not. I hate Moe's with all my heart. Dude, Moe's is dog shit. I hate Moe's. If you ask me right now, like, Dale, you get one, you can get rid of one restaurant on earth for the rest of the, like, all, all mankind. Moe's and Burger King. You can get rid of one. Oh, man, I forgot about Burger King. Mm. <laughs> mm. I don't think I've eaten at Burger King in 10 years. No, you know why I don't need a Burger King? Because they're one of the ones that are on base. So, yeah. like, they have the, the Popeyes and Burger King have the contract um, to be on base. So, if if you go to a base, or at least it used to be anyway, I don't know if they still have that contract. Um, they, had, they had a Burger King and Chili's, too. But Chili's... Chili's has the occasional good, yeah. Get something, get the fajitas or something like that. Crispy honey chipotle chicken crispers. I have no idea what any of that is, but it sounds like you do. Um, (laughs) Sounds like you frequent that place quite a bit. No, Uh, it's just the one thing there that I'll eat. uh, Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. So I'd I would probably get rid of Mo's. I would probably get rid of Mo's. I've had it once in my life. You've only had Mo's once. It was terrible. You wait. So so I'm gonna. Confirm. You've only had Moe's once. I've had Moe's once, and I was like, "I'll never eat this again." Oh, it was wow. awful. Yeah. So we're we're big queso people. So you know that's yeah. a quick in and out queso. But they've got, bro. They're of all like the little go up and like order while they make it in front of you places. Yeah. It's definitely the worst one. And then as far as like chain restaurants, it it probably is the yeah. It's probably the worst. It's probably the worst. Yeah, Chipotle's got this new garlic guajillo steak. I'm not so even sure that. What is that? It's a like guajillo peppers. I don't. Are you saying that right? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Okay. And and garlic, and they, that's oh. they marinate the steak in, and it's it's good. Top, dude, it's top notch. My thing with Chipotle is everything I get is room temperature. Can you go to Chipotle and get hot food? Yeah. Because everything I get from there is room temp. Do you go inside or do you like? Oh yeah, yeah. Of course I go inside. They have. We have a drive-through Chipotle. Oh yeah. Oh man. They do. They put a Chipotle in Butler. Oh, I can't. Oh. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. I, so, so those of you who are unaware of what the Butler, Pennsylvania area is like, imagine, like the imagine when you go on a flight and you're all <laughs> sitting in that area, like gate B twelve. When you're sitting there waiting to board the plane, that's what Butler is as a town. It's the it's the gate at a in an airport. It's yeah. um yeah, I think that's probably the best one. I was gonna say it's more like a public pool with housing, but I think I'll, we'll go we'll go with a, a, an air an airline gate. For like spirit too, not like Delta or like Air Canada no. or or Dubai Air. No, no, this is like Spirit Airlines gate. Yeah, and you give everybody a house and put them together. That's yeah. what that's like. And they put a Chipotle in there. They did. Uh, Popeyes Here. is coming, dude. Unbelievable. You real? I can't. can't. <laughs> You're gonna be the New Orleans of the North. <laughs> You're gonna be. you I mean. It was already close to Detroit with the steel mills closing down and everything else. But you're gonna be like. You'll be the New Orleans. You'll be. It, honestly. Butler's going to go next. It's going to be like Little Cleveland. You guys should just change your name to Little Cleveland. You know what I'm super excited about? Because I'm mm. I'm big into like full body cleanses. 
anybody that knows you knows you're a big full body <laughs> cleanse guy. What are you talking about? Listen, having diarrhea is not the same as a full body <laughs> cleanse. <laughs> dude, they're putting a Taco Bell in the same parking lot as Dunkin' Donuts. Bro, so having I, IBS I, is not the same. <laughs> I can I can get I can get my uh cheesy gordita crunch and then Bro. swing over for a nice coffee. Get the jet fuel to get it out of you. Dude, it won't even you won't even have time to to metabolize the the calories. It's not good. It's not oh good. my gosh. Are you gonna get a Taco Bell that does breakfast? Have you ever had breakfast from Taco Bell? Uh it's probably one of the most underrated breakfast like fast food joints. Very underrated breakfast game. However, if you if you thought their their regular menu would make you shoot oil slick oh. out of you, bro, their breakfast is next level. Anybody who's uninitiated to the Taco Bell breakfast, if you feel like uh, if you're a big fan of body cleanses like my brother is, and apparently I've never, I, you know, how foolish of me to forget such a thing. If you're into full body cleanses. Taco Bell breakfast will get you right. It'll get you right. No problem. One more fast food thing. You know what I <laughs> you know what I had for the first time this week? Oh, I mean, shit, it sure ain't Moe's because you only had that once. Um, and it's fast food related. Okay. Kinda. Yeah. Panda mm. Express. Panda Express. Yeah. Yeah. Never had it before. Got their orange chicken. Oh, it wasn't yeah. bad. It wasn't bad. For sugar. sugar for quick Chinese food, man. It's sugar. Bad. Yeah. It's straight sugar. <laughs> they literally take orange pixie sticks, put it into a pan, reduce it down into a sauce, pour that over some suspect chicken. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I bit Real. I bit into one of the pieces, and I was like, "This is not the color I was expecting. This is not <laughs> what you think it's going to be." I no. continued to eat it. No, that's a that's a food. Like all Chinese food, um, that you have to just sort of resign yourself to maybe about a 75% accuracy rate of it being yeah. what you think it is or yeah. what it says on the menu. Um, I, I, I think I, <laughs> I think I told you this, this before. Um, I, for lack of a better way to phrase it, my brother-in-law and I went one time, uh, when we first moved down here, Charleston's a big, a big food town. I mean, we, we do food well here. Um, I was like, I want Vietnamese food. This was when, this is when Anthony, before Anthony Bourdain, uh, quote unquote, killed himself. Um, before the Clintons killed, okay, Anthony, the rap, rabbit hole number one. I'm just saying, before the Clintons killed Anthony Bourdain, um, this is you know that's this was sort of at his peak. So I was like, we're you know we're doing the Yelp thing, and I'm like, there's an authentic Vietnamese place. It's mm-hmm. not far from here because you know nothing's far from here, but it's really right. far. Even though it's five miles away, yeah, exactly. Mileage wise, not far, but time wise, it's yeah. very far. Yeah, very so far. yeah, so we 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 drive. It takes us about thirty minutes to move five miles, and I didn't realize it's in North Charleston, which is New Orleans for all intents and purposes. And it's it's nighttime. Uh, thank the Lord, because I had no idea how bad of a part of town we were in. Anyway, we go in, and like it's one of these restaurants where they had no idea why two white dudes walked in there at all. Like me, him, like the, 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 they didn't expect to even have to like give out menus to anybody. You know what I mean? Like it was like one of those places. Like we got there and we sat down and the waitress like 
just realized she was going to have to be a waitress that night. You know what I mean? Like it, it was a place that's only frequented by Vietnamese people speaking Vietnamese to one another. They're not ex- inspecting or expecting rather. Bro. Yeah. My condolences. Holy dropped, smokes. Thoughts I had my phone propped up to watch the Bo Nickel fight and it just decided it was going to fall. Yeah. I mean, you should stay focused here. Th- uh, thoughts and prayers to headphone users. <laughs> Or anybody that was listening to this loudly on their commute to work, you just caused a six-car pileup. <laughs> anyway, we went to an authentic Vietnamese restaurant. It was completely disgusting. Um, I ordered pho, which if you've never had pho, it's just a bowl filled with broth and mystery meat. And um, I didn't realize till after the fact that I was eating intestines in my pho. There was oh, big, big I thought they were noodles, but they, it was tripe. It was like big, long pieces of intestine. I thought they were just very chewy noodles. So, anyway, uh, I think Bo Nickel in round one, minus 200. Yeah, I mean, the first four fights have all been finishes, and this is, I mean, this fight's getting finished. I mean, the dude he's fighting is is an actual fighter, you know? Yeah. It's not a guy they found out at Walmart and offered 100 bucks for uh, to, to fight him. I mean, he may have his hands full. Quick question. Yeah. Last food. Last food thing. Okay. There's a, I was looking at this. There's a cereal bar in Ohio. Ohio. Um, and you pay 25 bucks. Mm. Uh, you spin this wheel mm-hmm. five times. Mm-hmm. You obviously get five different, five different cereals. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's two and a half boxes of cereal. You have 25 minutes to finish it. Do you think you could do it? No. Do I have to eat it with milk? Yes. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. You can unmute. I don't care that I don't care that your dog's walking around in the background. That doesn't bother me at all. Yeah, well, he's just he's reckless. Well, the thing, I mean, you you dropped your phone from great heights onto your keyboard, and now <laughs> you, now you now your microphone's louder for whatever reason. And the the one thing that makes the punchless production so good is that um, this is a podcast for the people by the people. So if you don't like dog callers or kids crying or the occasional vacuum cleaner turning on in the background, this yeah. ain't your show. It's this not ain't your show. show. People that hit me up and look, like, Dale, your lighting sucks. I don't care. Dude, Dale, my lighting's awful. Dale, I can hear a vacuum in the background. I don't care. It's I, it's know. 10 o'clock at night and I got two kids sleeping upstairs. Right. I got limited space yeah. to do this. Yeah. Um, so anyway, you did bump your mic though, or something. Cause your, your peas are popping now. They weren't peas before your peas are popping. Your peas were popping. So, or maybe you're just projecting more. I don't know. Anyway. All right. We took the week off, um, cause there was no events, but here we are now. And we've got a, we've got a card admittedly, not my favorite, but violence is violence. So we'll, we'll talk about some of these. We'll breeze through them. I will say this: a lot of over under set at two and a half, which yeah, I'm I'm really praying to the MMA gods that's not the case, man, because I want I I don't want to sit through five hours of this card. There are yeah. certain certain cards I'm willing to sit and watch three round battles. This is not. I don't want to do that for this. Is this, is this like a six thirty card start? I believe. Uh, let me look at time. It's an apex all, card. You always have something. It's gonna be. Yeah, it it should be. Yeah. Because it's a Saturday, there's no major event going on. They right. don't have to compete with any other Vegas thing going. Um, so we should be 
it should be a normal start time. So anyway, all right. First fight on the main card, Mike Davis versus Slava Claus. Um, you're getting Mike Davis at a favorite here, which is not something I anticipated, but you're getting him at a minus 175. Slava Claus or Borishev. Uh, Santa Claus. Yeah, I like Slava here at plus 150. Over under on two and a half. You've got, I think, I so to, to lead into this, I think Mike Davis is criminally underrated and he is so good at giving them action-packed fights that he's done himself a disservice so that they feed him killers nonstop. Like Mike Davis does not get easy fights. They are literally going, oh, dude, you're capable of putting on great fights. Let's give you killers so that you can, you know, make good programming. So they book Mike Davis with programming in mind. And unfortunate for Mike Davis, it doesn't exactly lead to a lot of um, opportunities to do great things or or gain a lot of momentum in, in, you know, in the promotion because of that. Uh, first time we've we've seen him in a while. And, you know, here he is. It, they, they do him no favors. If I'm not mistaken, I believe Slavikov is a is a last second replacement. And if he's not. I think maybe the fight itself is a last second addition. I can't, uh, I, I, I no, I think Slava Claus. I think he is a last second. Repl- I think yeah. it was like last week. Maybe he got he got plugged in. That's right because uh, Mike Davis was supposed to fight Euros Medic, which I thought was a better matchup for him because Medic, while flashy, um, no grit and um, really no other path to victory other than a, a, a flashy knockout. Now he's got a uh, he's got a Wolverine furry chested knockout mm-hmm. you know machine in front of him here. So uh, any anything to add on this one? Anything you What's like? What's the over under on this two and a half? I believe so. Yes, kind of like the under. Okay. Yeah. What's I? What are the odds on the under? That's the real question. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So for, just real quick, first time we've seen Mike Davis since uh, his January 2021 win over Mason Jones. Um, mm-hmm. And then let me see here. Let me pull up. <laughs> Mike Davis. Where am I at? I lost myself in the sauce here. Okay. Mike Davis. Uh, under two and a half is it even or even money? Some places, some books have it at plus 105. Plus 105 for the under. Under two and a half. Correct. Yeah. I mean, I. Both of these guys are known to finish fights um, mm-hmm. when they actually do fight. So, yeah, let's get on it. Yeah, I'm going to write these down as we go because we we did well last time doing that, right? Yes, started out poorly. <laughs> what are you talking about? It did. It, it did. It started out. It started out not okay. Uh, turned around with the the puffy submission. Oh yes, yeah, and, and then. then into the 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 Pfeiffer knockout and then yeah. finished off with the under four and a half in the in the main event. Do we want to talk about how we called Sabatini being the, the leg of that parlay that was going to break <laughs> everything up? And because we put him in, we put him in too many too pieces. Good. Yep, it's that's it. It's a betting curse, man. You put, I don't care what it is. Yep. I mean, it could be a a man in Nunez versus anybody. Yeah. You put her in four different parlays. She's taking the L. Yeah, toddlers beating her. Yeah. yeah. Here's the other thing. Here's the other thing too is I I pride myself to an extent at being the person that knows that like little thing that's happening in the background because I think 
with this being an individualized sport, all those things that happen outside of the cage can impact how a fighter performs in the cage. It bothers me that we went into that event not knowing one that Dude, Damon, his brother just died. That his brother just died. Oh my God. And then Andre Feely, him and his wife losing a baby going into that fight. Yeah. I mean, those are two dude. I would have never bet against the guy who's fighting after his brother just died or a guy that just lost just lost a baby. Yeah. I would never have done that. No. Never. And I'm I mean, you know, fans. Andre Feely fought flawless. Like like he came out like we've never seen him come out. He also looked yoked. Yeah, dude. He was huge. He looked, I mean, he looked like one of the biggest 145ers I've ever seen. Not that Bill Algio didn't fight well. Yeah. Not that Bill Algio didn't win that fight. mm, Man, that's we dude, that criteria. I okay. I said this and I got pushback. I got pushback based on it. They were saying, based on the way the scoring criteria is set up, Andre Feely won the fight. But statistically speaking, looking at that, Andre Feely lost that fight. Bill Algio landed 56 strikes when Andre <laughs> Feely had him in a body tr- in the body lock. I know. I listen, Dude. I know. I know. Oh, I know. So bad. And that was, here's the thing. This, this it's what we said going into that fight. We literally said Andre Feely, the only way he wins this fight is if he takes it to the ground. Mm-hmm. And he took it to the ground. He body he body locked him for three and a half minutes, got his face pounded for three and a half minutes. And still won that round. Us, everybody, the people that were on the position and the punches, right? Because a lot of people were like, oh, he had his back and you're, he's just punching backwards, hitting him in the face. Those punches mean nothing. Those punches mean nothing until they mean everything. Something. Yeah, exactly. And you say, well, well you know, th- those clearly weren't going to do anything. I would argue, I would argue that. You wouldn't say the same thing about the Macy Chase on Irene Aldana fight when Irene popped up and kicked her with the heel in her liver and and delivered a knockout that we had never seen before. I would argue that the same could be said about Kevin Holland and Jacare when Kevin Holland was laying on his back and Jacare was standing up and Kevin Holland just sort of swiped at him and hit him with like the back of his fist and then came forward and hit him again while laying on his back and knocked Jacare out from the bottom. So under that same premise, if Jacare is on top in in Kevin Holland's guard, raining down punches or just laying there, and Kevin Holland starts doing this, right, and hitting him in the face, by your logic, you're saying those punches shouldn't account for anything. But Kevin Holland had the, the, the ability to knock out Jacare from that position. Bill Algio conversely is laying there with Feely on his back and he's landing unimpeded strong punches to Feely's face. Those don't matter until the one does right. And then all of a sudden things get weird. Like a guy we're going to talk about at the co-main event of the evening, Randy Brown, tell that to Randy Brown and Nico price. Nico price knocked him out from the bottom with a hammer fist coming up. Mm Mm-hmm. It just you 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 cannot say those punches don't matter based on the position because they matter, or, you know they may not matter until they do, and then they mean everything. So, update: uh, Bo Nickel knocked him down twenty two seconds in, took full mount, uh, <laughs> put him in a choke, got swept, put him in a choke, 
and then from full mount rolled to his back, sunk in a um, sunk in a triangle, and put him to sleep. It was a wrap. In forty seconds, Bo Nickel just <laughs> murdered him. Just murdered. It's a bad dude. <laughs> He's yeah. Just I think it was like the third third strike. Just dropped him flat on his back. Jumped on top. Rolled rolled to his back. And uh, yeah, just put him to sleep. It's a bad dude, man. Yeah, it's a bad dude. I got into it with some stupid ass internet troll. Some some fifteen year old. First of all, if you're under, I mean, look, I'm not an ageist at all, and I'm not discriminating on age. But this modern generation of folks, if you're under the age of twenty, don't talk to me about anything combat sports. You're an idiot. You don't know what you're talking about. I don't care. I'm smarter than you, and I know more than you. I've forgotten more about the sport than than you know. And I got into it with some kid about Bo Nickel. And I, it was just simple mathematics. And you, as a person that loves a good debate, can can just understand the mathematics of this. I said, I forget the context of the post, but I said, I'm not surprised considering he's one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. And this kid was like, he's not one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. And he proceeded to list other people that had done this, that, and the other. And I went through Bo Nickel's accomplishments. And I said, look... If you're a two-time national champion, if you're a three-time Big Ten champion, if you're an Olympic alternate, if you're this, you're that, given the, the, the width of people throughout the world and given the people that compete at this level or compete in, let's just say, collegiate level wrestling, 22,000 kids a year go through collegiate wrestling programs and you win and you become a... a a, a collegiate champion you become a a if you go to worlds and you win if you become an olympic alternate and you win that puts you among the best of the best of the best yeah and say you can say oh yeah well there's people that beat him in wrestling i'm not saying that he's undefeated that's not what we're arguing about i'm arguing that 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 over the course of the last 25 years we'll just use that as a sample size over the course of the last 25 years the se- several million kids that have come through collegiate programs and then went on from those programs to try to compete at a world and Olympic level, only a handful have accomplished what he have, what he's accomplished. So take him and say the rarefied era of say a hundred people that were able to win worlds twice, win, win division championships three times, become Olympic alternates. You're, you're talking about less than a hundred people out of a couple million. That makes you one of the best ever. Using that sample size, if you played in the NBA, you are one of the best basketball players of all time by comparison to anybody that's ever played basketball before. Yeah. You're not the best amongst them. I'm not saying that. I'm saying he's one of the best wrestlers that's ever wrestled. Listen, I agree with you. And this 100%. Little, this little freaking gay lord wanted to push back on me. And I'm like, you you just, you don't know what you're talking about. You just don't understand it's, it's internet arguing, right? It's if I say I like apples, that must mean I hate oranges. And it's just, you're, you're an idiot. That's not what I'm saying. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, Kyle Dake lost mm. uh, when he tried to go, when he tried the Olympics. Um, What? No, I was just, oh, I was you're just, supporting I, that argument. I was, yeah. I was supporting that, but it also just made me think that Jordan Burroughs just won a world championship again after people were saying Burroughs was cooked. Yeah. He just came back and won. I've got uh, Cal Sanderson. Oh, yeah. He lost. I mean, obviously, he was undefeated in his college career, but 
It's everybody crazy. takes losses. Nobody wins everything. Except for Floyd Mayweather. What about Khabib? What about Khabib? Khabib. What about Khabib? You guys are forgetting about Khabib. <laughs> Khabib number one. Khabib number one. All right, so Mike Davis versus Slava Claus. Yeah, under two and a half. Under two and a half. <laughs> Don't forget about Khabib. <laughs> Khabib never lost. He's the GOAT. Khabib. I'm, all right, here we go. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I can be a fanboy, dude. I, you know, it was you know it was really rough about not having a having an event this last weekend. Was all these internet MMA accounts that didn't have shit to post about, so they just started posting Khabib stuff because they knew it'd get clicks and and comments sure. on it. Bro, come on, man. We got to be better than this. You got to be better than this. All right. Mm-mm. John Castaneda at 19 and 5, taking on Daniel Santos at 10 and 2. I should have, you know what I should have done? I should have locked on producer Jake to come in here for this. That's what I should have done. Castaneda minus 210, Santos plus 162 over on rounds. Two and a half. Two and a half here. This is to keep in mind, this is John Castaneda, the fighter, not John Castaneda, the author. Those of you who are what is John Castaneda an author of? Bro, you've never read any. Well, you obviously have never read any Castaneda stuff. So Castaneda is like this weird, mysterious figure, bro. He's a, okay. he's, a, he's a very weird guy. Was very big in like the late sixties, seventies, like when the spiritualism movement took off. So basically, uh, he may or may not be one of the greatest frauds that have ever lived. Very mysterious dude. Um, was writing his doctoral thesis. In, or dissertation rather um i think in stanford ucla some california school anyway uh he claims to go to this uh, shaman in mexico like deep mexico and learn like his shamanic ways about how to you know uh communicate with the divine right so he writes he writes his book um or he writes his dissertation that gets turned into a book uh and then it gets you know gets celebrities get you know like the celebrity pastor thing everybody wants to hang out with john castaneda so then he starts writing more books and stuff and he's disappearing on these pilgrimages with the with the shaman's name who's like it's a very basic name i cannot remember what it was anyway turns out that the shaman may or may not have been a real person um, and Castaneda may or may not have just been full of shit. And then after like nine books, we just get like word that Castaneda died, but nobody like attended a funeral. So people think that maybe he might still be alive somewhere. Are we, you sh- so I'm, listen, I'm, I don't want to correct you on, oh, okay. is it Carlos Castaneda? Is it Carlos? I thought maybe I think it was it's Don. Carlos. And the, the, oh. the book is The Teachings of Don Juan. Don Juan, that's the shaman. Don Juan. Yeah, yep. Don Juan's yeah. the shaman. It's Carlos Castaneda. Sorry, I thought it was John Castaneda. That's okay. I just, I'm, it's okay. you know, the noodle I, gets going. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> okay, Carlos, because I am seeing, I'm Googling here and I see, yeah. is Carlos Castaneda right. still alive? Where <laughs> is Carlos Castaneda? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, You write a book, The Way of the Shaman, and Mm -hmm. then The Teachings of Don Juan. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, anyway, so yeah, I I think that that 
<laughs> anyway, if, if anybody's into Castaneda, there you go. There. <laughs> All right. So uh, as far as the fighters go, um, as far as the fighters go, I, I, I initially when I, when I came across this fight, um, I'm on Castaneda. Uh, I mean, that was one. I really liked his win over Miles Johns, and Miles Johns is a guy that I'm high on. Um, I w- I took Castaneda to win over Eddie Wineland, and he did exactly that, right? But that's more so because I think Eddie Wineland, with all due respect, is well, well was at that point well on his way out. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I took a small flyer on him to beat Nathaniel Wood, which did not go, you know, that's that good. way at all. Uh, but he came back, got the win over Eddie Wineland. So I'm like, okay, you were outmatched against Nathaniel Wood. You beat up old Eddie Wineland. Miles John is the first like real like real test to see where you're at. And he gets Miles John's out of there, uh, arm triangle. I think in the third round. So I'm I'm a big fan of of that adapt and overcome. Taking on uh, a guy here in Daniel Santos, who while aggressive and while he can finish fights i don't necessarily i I think this is just too much too soon for him he's coming off a loss over julio to julio arce i feel good in just a castaneda money line play here i don't i don't need to get fancy with this anything anything there for you no that's fine by me um okay yeah all right i'm actually looking at probably doing castaneda and somebody else is like a little too late can you just call him by his nickname Sexy Mexi. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's a good one. And it's what I love about it is S E X I. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Sexi Mexi. <laughs> All right. Uh, we don't need to spend too much time on this next one. Sadiq Youssef at 12 and 2, taking on Don Shanus at 12 and 3. Youssef is just, he's too big of a favorite, right? Can we agree that, that at, at minus 1200, he's too big of a favorite? Yeah, Shane is coming at plus six thirty over and around is at one and a half. It, there's just really no, there's no need to risk it, right? No need to risk it for the biscuit. He's not even worth putting on as a parlay, correct? No, he's not worth putting anything on. Okay, but 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 what if? Okay, you know, just it, it's as as you like to say, it's a game of punch face, high stakes punch face. Yep, anything can happen. Yeah. What's Shanus by first round knockout? Uh, let's see here. My man Don Shanus wins in round one. Is it plus 1800? Uh, Shanus by KO in round one, plus 3000. Why not? Why not? Um, Give me a reason. Why you don't, you know, your favorite little salt base sprinkle mm-hmm. on Shane is my first round KO. What if he catches him? Yeah, I mean, what if he pulls a damn Damon Jackson? Yeah, what yeah. What if he pulls a damn Damon Jackson? What if he pulls a damn Damon Jackson? He's won his last three fights by first round knockout. Ten wins in his career, or no, twelve wins in his career, ten of which have come. Inside the distance, mm-hmm. eight career wins by knockout. Yeah, I'm seven, game. I'm seven, game. Seven of those eight I'm being game. in the first round. I'm game. He's, so got a, he's got a flying knee KO. Hold on a second here. So let's do this. <laughs> if we're gonna if we're gonna sprinkle Salt Bay here, let's do 
mean, these are huge plus money plays here. Shanus by KO in round one is plus 3,000. Shanus mm-hmm. by KO in round two is plus 4,000. So can we take that sprinkle? Can we bust it down into jimmies and put one on each one? Yeah. Well, they, they're, they'll they have a prop of him rounds one or two KO come up. Which yeah, I just I don't have one. I don't have one. No, I know it, it will come up though. Um, yes, that's something to look at. It'll be something you know. You put the two together, it'll be something like plus two thousand. So it'll be like twenty to one for him to win by knockout and then win the first two rounds. Okay. Yeah, because I mean, we might see. Um, I'm trying to think of the one that screwed everybody a couple weeks ago, and of course it was a, um, a damn James Cross fighter. Oh, the David Onama Nate Landwehr fight where Onama was like a minus 600 taken on Nate Landwehr. And Landwehr came out and just was an absolute – dude, he's fun to watch. Yeah. He's a maniac. Yeah, he put that on him. His, put, fuck, his fucked up hairline, he's a bro, blast to watch. Bro, hairline is a disaster. Head shape is a disaster. Yeah, Whole awesome. head shape. Like, like, you know, like some people, like they got like the fl- – like the back of their heads flat because their yeah. parents just let this laid them down too much. Never get tummy time. We just laid on our back. We just laid on our back. No tummy time. Nate Landwehr looks like they took turns laying him on his left and his right because his yeah. head is just like <laughs> Nate Landwehr could play hide and seek in a bookshelf. Bro. Yeah. That dude could just... looks like his parents put his head in a vice grip when he was growing That's up. That's what I'm saying, man. Like he had a real strong aunt when he was a baby that was like, come here, give me them kisses and just squeezed his shit. <laughs> Oh yeah, his yeah. face, that hair is just put the whole forehead pushed to the front. Yeah, shameless Shanus. Uh, right, IKO man. early. Let's get him out of there. Let's get him out of there. Oh my gosh, Ronnie Barcel. I can't. That's such worthy. If I, nobody else out there that's not just complete degen is sitting there going, Shanus by KO round one, bro. I told you. I told you. There's the thing. Like, it's super low risk. High reward. Boom. In a, in a sport where literally anything can happen. Yeah. I'm, I'm Sadiq Yusek could throw a leg kick and Anderson Silva that shit. Step back. Boom. KO. Here's what I love about this is they initially tried to book this two weeks ago and it was booked, but they couldn't clear it in time. So now it, while short notice, Shanus has had two weeks to get ready for this. Yeah. Which I like. That's which a I lot like. of time. I like how you just talked me into this. <laughs> I like how you talk me into this for sure. All right. Ronnie Barcellos at 16 and three, taking on Trevin Jones at 13 and eight. I'm going to need you if you can. I know you're not a big Barcellos guy, um, but I I have a real problem with Trevin Jones. And I think my you pro- have a little, real problem with fighters named Trevin. I, that might be it too. Um, you know what it stems from? It stems from Trayvon, and it makes me think of that. Yeah. So that's <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right. So no, the thing with Trevin, the thing with Trevin is, is that I've con- I consistently bet against him. I consistently yep. bet against him. And he costs me money every single time. Every single time this dude costs me money. And it's it I you know what it is? He is the beginning of the Chris of my issue with Chris Tognoni. That's okay. that's where it came into play because Trevin Jones fought, um, was it Timur Valiev? Was it the Timur Valiev fight? Hold on a second here. 
Yeah, it was, was the no Tim contest. It was a no contest, but the problem was, is that Timur Valiev rocked him and beat him like a heavy bag for a round, and Chris Tognoni would not stop the fight, despite the fact that that Valiev had him just destroyed. And then in the second round, if I'm not mistaken, uh, it, when this happened, he freaking um, he caught Valiev and and hurt him and Tanyoni jumped in immediately and stopped it mm-hmm. and didn't let Timur Valiev fight it out. And that was like, I think that was like the beginning one. It was one of the first fights of the night. And then two, it was like the beginning of a really bad card for me. And I've just, I've always held on to a hatred for Chris Tanyoni for that. I've also held on to just a hatred out of, uh, for Trevin Jones out of that as well. Um, you know, just, I can't, I can't approach this in an unbiased fashion. That's just the way I feel about it. And uh, I know that he's, you know, coming off back-to-back losses. He lost to Yavid Basharat, who won last two weeks ago, um, lost to C to Kub Karamanov before that. But his win over Mario Batista cost me money as well. So um, I, I've – my man has cost me money on more than one occasion, and I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. So – so you're going to bet against him and he's going to win. I'm going to, I mean, I I feel like Barcelos is the one I want to parlay with Castaneda. Okay. So what's um, Castaneda? He was a what? Minus 190. Okay. So your parlay calculator. Let's see here. Uh, let's see. So we got a minus 245 and a minus 190. Yeah. Should be like plus one fifty, maybe. Maybe. Plus one forty. Plus one fifteen. Plus one fifteen. See if the line moves a little bit. Maybe. It's a lot of it. That's you okay? Yeah, a little sneeze. Let's see a little booger sugar going there. Yeah. All right. Sneeze. Gotcha. All right. Come in anything. Randy Brown taking on Francisco Trinaldo. Trinaldo is 28 and 8. Randy Brown at 15 and 4. Bro, if we had good nicknames last event, we have terrible nicknames. Mm-hmm. This yeah. Not good nicknames. Masaranduba taking on Rude Boy. Randy Brown at a minus 340. Trinaldo plus 250 over on the rounds. Two and a half. I mean, Randy Brown has to be the play here, yeah. but it's minus 340. Um, Randy Brown by decision, maybe. Yeah, but minus three forty. I mean, what are you going to lay on that? You know what I mean? I yeah. I don't. I don't take him to finish Trinaldo, even though he could. No, he I could. He could. Um, I mean, if you're on Trinaldo, I think you take him by submission. I don't think you would count on him knocking out Randy Brown. No, he's going to be sucking on his nipples to get close enough. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's this. It's almost a no bet for me, and I, I'm I'm trying to avoid three leg MMA parlays. So three leg anything, stay away from it. Okay, so I this just, is this is basically a pass. If, yeah, and if you're thinking about this fight, it's dog or pass. Dog or pass. Okay, sure. I'm just saying I'm throwing that out into the right. the, the general listener sphere. Right. Um, you know, Trinaldo is is relatively durable, but his cardio is bad, and bad you know bad cardio makes cowards. Uh, Brown could get him out of there. Trinaldo's path to victory is submission, so, and that's it. 
So uh, for those of you looking for a little bit more insight on this, that's what I'm thinking. I'm brown. I'm on Brown. I, I would think Brown by KO or decision, <clears throat> Trinaldo by sub. The length is going to be a problem. Big time. Big problem. Um, they'll talk about the, they'll talk about the hand size and the grip strength of Randy Brown a lot. They love to talk about him and uh, who's the other kid, Montel Jackson. They talk, they love to talk about the hand size and the grip strength for both of these dudes. Anyway, all right. Main event of the evening: Mackenzie Dern, twelve and two. Yan Jianan. Um, 15 and three Mackenzie Dern here is going to be your favorite and justifiably. So minus two fifty. Yawn is at a plus one ninety. I don't have the rounds on this one yet, Soup. So it's I mean, it's a women's fight. It's five rounds. It's five rounds. Three and a half. If it's three and a half, the under is gonna be big plus money. Hmm. I think it's probably gonna come in at four and a half. Interesting. But okay. <clears throat> Listen, I would I, I went against the, the thought process of it last week. Well, two weeks ago, I went against the thought process of um, women's science. I'm all about women's science this week, man. Okay. And it's nothing against Mackenzie Dern. I think Mackenzie Dern's uh, – I think, I think she's a – I don't want to say great fighter. Um, I think she's a very established fighter. <laughs> We'll go with that um but i just like i like i like uh i like yon's ability to keep this on the feet and if it stays on the feet mackenzie dern's in a world of hurt mm, i will agree with that i will that agree with that. that she has to get her down yeah but who was it that yon fought that she got to who was it what are you talking about jessica aguilar give me give me more words than what who did she fight that just me. just wrestled her to death uh, one of her last two fights, Carla Sparza. Um, Carla Sparza, yeah, Carla Sparza. Carla Sparza yeah. finished her, yes. Carla Sparza put her in the crucifix, yes. and pounded her out, which is my concern. Yeah. What Mackenzie Dern's gonna do to her, but Definitely. can Mackenzie Dern get her down if she can get because her down? That's something that she has struggled with throughout her career. She's a great grappler, yes. Once she gets you down, it's a nightmare. But her ability to actually take opponents down, she has struggled with. So, what is Mackenzie Dern's takedown accuracy percentage? Do you know? I think I looked it up earlier, man. I, I could have swore I saw nine percent. It is nine. It is nine percent. Now, That's really bad. Really bad. But, but, but your nipple should be tingling here. Do you know what Yan Janon's nickname is? Nine. Nine. <laughs> oh boy. So, so scientifically speaking, <laughs> does that mean does that mean that she's got Mackenzie Dern's number? Or does that mean Mackenzie Dern has her number? I, I like Yon's. I, 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 I like the price tag at plus one ninety here, taking the dog. Um, yeah, I just if she could, like I said, there there's two clear mm-hmm. paths to victory for for both of these girls. Mackenzie Dern is get it to the ground. Yon's keep it standing. Um, 
I think if either one, I'm talking myself into a finish here. Mm -hmm. I think if either one Mm -hmm. is effective in their game plan, Yawn either knocks Mackenzie Dern out or Mackenzie Dern wrestles her to death and gets her out of there. So now I'm talking myself into the under. Depending on what it is. Depending on what it is. If it's three and a half, no thank you. Four and a half, yes, please. Okay. Uh, Six wins by KO, one win by submission for Yawn Jono in her career. So has the has the knockout ability i don't necessarily know that i love her to get it done Dude, unless it unless it's just volume, a sloppy, though. yeah it let's just unless it's a sloppy yeah mackenzie dern right? she's if, super fast and yeah. she puts a lot of volume out there um okay all right go ahead no so well here's the thing right as, as i look at this and Mackenzie's most likely path to victory is submission. She said that that's what she wants. She wants a submission and she wants it in round one. She's been hyping up the idea that she's going after Charles Oliveira's all-time finish record. That's what she wants. She wants to be the the all-time finish leader in, in, I think, not only the women's divisions, but the entire UFC, which is a lofty goal and aspiration. But to me, it would indicate, you know, at least as far as lip service is concerned, uh an intensity going into the fight where she wants to you know she thinks that and justifiably so a win here will get her a title shot so she's got to put she has to put a little stamp on it she can't go out there and win a boring five round decision here and expect to get a title shot right i mean she's got she got to put a stamp on it um however it's minus money for her by submission and i her by ko was at plus 1200 so it lets you know where vegas thinks this is gonna go i don't mm-hmm. think i don't think she's gonna knock you know yawn out first career knockout right i don't think so but what concerns me is like like we see in women's mma is cardio makes them tired puts them in bad positions that they just simply can't get out of and it's not necessarily that they're being hurt they're just stuck Mm-hmm. I'm just stuck. I'm a turtle on my back. I'm um, stuck in a crucifix. Women get themselves in such weird positions when they're fighting. A leg's wrapped around in a triangle turned around. You got like a reverse scissor thing going on. It, they're all in kinds of weird stuff. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's, it. I don't know, dude. I, I just, I don't love Mackenzie Dern by KO. I don't, I don't see the value in playing her at minus money when her money line is already at minus money. I think I think you play yawn or you don't play it at all. Or under yeah. or the under. So here's my thing. I don't know, dude. Is Mackenzie Durden's head completely in this fight? That's I'm I'm glad you bring this up. I'm glad you bring this up. I've I've got a cons- I've got a conspiracy theory I'm working on here. We talked about Andre Finland, you know, this is <clears throat> there's no this isn't like losing a baby or losing your brother, mm-hmm. but she could be losing her best friend. Oh, aren't you, man? That's that's deep. That's some real notebook shit you got there. Uh, <laughs> for those of you who have no idea what we're talking about, um, to the to the trained eye um, or the, or the watchful eye, it would appear that the Instagram and Twitter accounts of Mackenzie Dern and her husband have scrubbed one another from existence um so if you follow him uh he is has no pictures of Mackenzie up anywhere and if you follow her she's got no pictures up anywhere and then anytime they show her at a ufc event uh lately she's been 
doing the nice little wave to the camera and she's missing the hardware on her left hand. Now, she, you know, she's a grappler. She's a grappler, jujitsu fingers, the whole <laughs> nine. You know what I mean? She may not, she may not wear a ring. Well, may not fit. May not fit. She got knuckles, the knuckles from holding on to the gi. I, I get it. I completely get it. I completely gi knuckles aside. I think I think that she's. I think that I, if I'm not mistaken, uh, I think that we we've probably seen her wear one before. And then also, um, you know, wasn't shy about posting pictures of her, her kid, and this dude together online. And now. Those of you will notice that the flavor of the post has taken a decided left turn, even more so that, I mean, they were already provocative before, but she put a video out the other day of just her hosing herself off, like legitimately with a hose outside. Fresh start, just cleaning off all the dirt. Stacy, Stacy's mom, you know, she's literally, I like that symbolic. She's washing off the dirt. She's, she, yeah, it's possible. It's possible. It's possible. You you gave me something there, and I'm not taking it. <laughs> but I know what you did. I know what you did. I know what you did, and I'm not doing it. All right, I'm gonna do. The, <clears throat> I'm gonna do this right now. <laughs> you, that was no, no, so no. close. I was I'm halfway gonna... <laughs> down. I was halfway down the sentence, and I was like, "Oh, that's a setup. Don't do that." <laughs> I'm gonna give him a nickname. It's Trey Gee Knuckles Van Buskirk. Trey Gee Knuckles. Yeah, yeah, Gee Knuckles. Yeah. That's good. Um, Geenock. Yeah. I don't know, man. It, uh, look at it this way. So plus 190. Mm-hmm. If uh, just based off of winning the fight, if these two fought 10 times, how many times do you think Jan would win the fight? Odds aside, these two fight 10 times. How many times are you giving Jan a win? I'm, I'm leaning at her as, as like a 50-50, like a, a four or five. Which based makes, off, makes me player based off those implied odds. Yeah, at player. a plus one ninety, you're sitting. I think it's like thirty percent. So yeah. if you think that she wins this fight more than thirty percent of the time, you take that. You you view that as value, mm-hmm. and you take the plus one ninety. Yeah. When I when I think of women mm-hmm. MMA fighters that deserve the minus two fifty and higher, mm-hmm. Mackenzie Dern does not does not. Agreed. Um, hit that hit that mark for me. No, regardless of of opponent, it's not somebody that I that, that I ever um, am willing to to. Maybe one day I'll put her in that category, but she's not there right now. And so. this goes against like, you know, we both have a very common um, thinking when we go when you have a grappler wrestler mm-hmm. against a striker. We almost always side with where the basics of mixed martial arts is derived from the wrestling mm-hmm. yeah but i throw that out the window when it comes to women yeah well you throw you have to throw all logic yeah all so logic I'm... yeah in life and mixed martial arts doesn't apply here yeah, you can't have your cake and eat it too you cannot well <laughs> let's talk about some prelim fights you're the worst absolute worst all right let's run through these prelims pretty quick guido canetti plus 240 randy costa minus 300 over on her rounds is at one and a half guido i'm on guido here i think the value i think the values on guido and, absolutely and, and uh, you already know why i feel this way but why is the value on guido here 
You ever going to have Randy Costa on the show? Probably not. He's a bitch. <laughs> Definitely not now. He's got no He's got no fight in him, man. Yeah, All yeah. it takes is one or two boops on the nose, and he's, oh, no. Yeah. He covers up. He probably, listen, he beat my ass. 100%. Yeah. Let, let, you have, here's the thing, because you'll, you'll, you'll piss people off with it. I know have, I will. You have to say, I fully, I'm fully aware I am not a mixed martial artist, Absolutely and Randy not. Costa will beat me up. Yes. That being said, he doesn't like getting booped on his nose. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. He doesn't he doesn't like getting touched in the yeah. face at all. Nobody really does like getting punched in the face, but there yeah. are people that handle it better than others. Uh, there's some people out there. Uh yeah. Yeah. There's some weirdos out there. There's some there's some, there some dudes out there. Man, did I ever tell you about this guy I worked with in the prison one time that used to pay people to poop in diapers? <laughs> I I buried the lead there, but let's let's he doesn't listen to this show, so I'll put his whole name out there. No. Anyway, his last name was Hawks. H-A-W-K-E-S, right? Real weird, squirrely dude, right? Him and I work, him and I work for the DOC together. And you know, dude, it's late night. It's night shift. Anybody that's worked night shift, you know what kind of weird conversations you get into. Night shift, right? So me and Hawks are sitting there one night and we're talking, and he at a certain point, we we, we reach that 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 trust threshold. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? We reach that point where we can talk about some stuff. We're in the trust tree. My man Hawks decides to tell me that he's got a thing for diapers. And not just any diapers, but like poopy diapers. Poopy diapers. Didn't discriminate. He's in for he's in for a pee diaper too, but really loved the the idea of a poo diaper. Now well, he has to be into a pee diaper because you can't poop if you without, if you can't poop poop without peeing. Correct. All right. That's weird. You, yeah. Yeah. You can't, you can't have poops without peas, but you can have peas without poops. Everybody yes. knows this. It is known. This is the way. Um, anyway, my man, my man decides to tell me in the trust tree that he's into the diaper thing. And I'm like, well, you know, like women, men, whatever he goes, he goes, it doesn't matter. He, and I'm like, why explain this to me? Cause I don't understand what I'm mean, like, like, what's the deal. And he's like, He's like, I don't know, man. I just like the idea of somebody wearing a diaper and then using it. And then I'm like, so what do you do? And he's like, well, I'll just, this was when Craigslist was a thing. He's like, you know, if somebody knows, if I know somebody, he's like, I got a couple guys and people that I know in my neighborhood because, you know, rural South Carolina trailer park. He's like, I got some people, you know, he's like, I'll pay him 50 bucks. And I'm like, so are you watching them use the diaper? And he goes, no. He's like, I just want like, you put the diaper on, you go in the bathroom, and I'm just going to stand outside the door while you fill the diaper up. And then when you're done, you take the diaper off and you just leave it, and then I'll pay you, and then you go. First of all, how this, can this, you this, ever this, admit this to somebody, bro? I'm just—he's just talking about it like it's the most normal thing that's ever happened. And I was like, I was like, Hawk, so I mean, will you, will you pay like twenty bucks? He's like fifty dollars. I'll pay fifty dollars for somebody to poop in a diaper for me. I'd have been shitting in diapers every night for him, bro. I mean, if you could, if you could have smuggled a diaper into the prison, I, I yeah, imagine cool. people probably would have. Do it in the parking lot. I could have. <laughs> I could have. I could have supplemented my gas money. I didn't even think about it. I just, <laughs> I, I just, I remember thinking to myself, it's one of those moments in life where it's almost like a movie where there's like weird, like lo-fi playing in the background, and I'm mm-hmm. like, how did I get here? Why am I sitting in this place, locked in? 
at three in the morning with murderers and stuff all around me talking to a dude about why he pays people $50 to poop in diapers. It's, it's a very weird thing. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of that, um, they put out a list of like the, you know, the number one or the top 10 grossing companies that provided services. Amazon number one last mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. OnlyFans number two. Mm. Yeah. Mm. That cash me outside. How about that girl? Yeah, bad, she made a lot of money. Bad Bobby. Yeah. Yeah. She made $56 million last year on OnlyFans. I realize I live on this planet. So do my wife and kids, but sometimes I'm just like ready for a meteor, bro. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> $56 million Just for, and she didn't even sell anything. She just put pictures up. Dude, I would, if you gave me like Thanos style power, I would snap half these people off the planet right now. 56 million. It'd be like the leftovers. Dude, it would be like if they're like, Dale, what would your ideal dystopian universe look like? Handmaid's Tale. (laughs) I'm bringing back Handmaid's Tale. Don't you ever let me get elected to office. I will Handmaid's Tale this whole place. (laughs) I will. I will. I've only watched the first two seasons. I don't know how bad I what I just said was, but I will. I'm, well, I'm pretty sure in the first season they commit vaginal mutilation. Oh well, are they OnlyFans models that they do it to? I, it's you know what, man. It's not even that. I can't hate them. Go get the bag. It's the people that are supporting it and paying. It's ridiculous all around. It's ridiculous. It's degeneracy, is what it is. I know. You're gonna make me sound like an old man here. I'm gonna sound. I'm gonna sound like old okay, man yelling right. at the clouds, right? Yeah, 100 percent is. But I just, I hate, dude. I just, ugh. yeah. It's crazy. It is. It's it's absolutely insane. Okay, Costa. Uh, <laughs> where do we do? What happened here, Costa? And can are we on Guido? Yeah, Guido Canetti. Money line. Yeah. All right. Under two and a half at minus two hundred. Yeah. Want to do that too? No, 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 no. Just get on. Just get because if they've cuffed cost the grinds out a decision and we lose on both. It'd be real not out <laughs> what on earth are you talking about? Randy Costa grinding out a decision. That dude doesn't ground it. He can't even grind black pepper. He's got no grip. What are you talking about? Doesn't have the grip strength like Randy Brown. Pepper's too spicy for a guy like Randy Costa. It's, it's, it's too spicy. Yeah. Yeah, he sweats when he eats barbecue chips. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Pepper's too spicy. Barbecue sauce makes him sweat. <laughs> he does like boops on the nose. All right. Plus 240. <laughs> uh, Guido Canetti. Oh my gosh. All right. Um I don't even know what to do anymore. This whole this we got to throw this whole show out. All right. Julius St- Julia Stolyrenko taking on Chelsea Chandler. Uh, oh my gosh, I'm so out of it right now. Still, it's a pick 'em. It's a pick 'em. Over and around to the two and a half. Um, so we can't even apply women's science to no, this. Uh, I'll take the, I'll take the chick with the with more Big Show experience and the arm bars. I'll take Stolyrenko here at pick 'em. Okay. Yeah, sure. 
not on the slip come this weekend unless somebody moves into dog status. If it stays pick'em, avoid. I'm just avoiding. I'm just avoiding it. I I will say this: if you're if you're on Stolyarenko, I mean, her submission is her path to victory, and it's at plus three hundred. And since she's been in the UFC, she's fought. I don't, I don't want to say high level of competition, but she's fought good fighters. Good fighters. Jessica Rose Clark. Yep. Uh, was her last, which whenever Jessica Rose Clark, <clears throat> and then she has lost to Alexis Davis. Yep. Lost to uh, Kudzkaya. Yep. Yeah. 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 She's beat. I mean, she's lost. She's lost the good chicks, and she's lost the women that are bigger than her. I think that's the thing to say, to put it is she's lost to women that are bigger than her. She's not exactly. She's not small herself. I mean, we're talking about a 135 pound woman. I mean, she's five foot seven, but she's fighting Chelsea Chandler. Uh, Chelsea Chandler is the like the same size, and you know, last time she fought, uh, or not last time she fought, I don't know maybe it was fought at one forty five. So I, I would be, I would be cautious on a Stoliarenko play unless she moves into dog status. If she moves into dog, I'd take her there based on quality competition. Otherwise, I would just stay away from this one. I would just stay away. Yeah. Uh, and if Stoli Rico wins, it's one, she's got to make the weight. That's the hard part. And after she makes the weight, her path to victory is submission. She's not going to win a decision. She's not going to knock her out. It will be a submission. So if you see that, you take Stoli Rico by sub at plus 300. Just get yourself the plus money and keep it moving. All right. Okay. Next fight, we've got Maxime Grishin at 32 and nine, taking on Philippe Linz at 15 and five. Uh, some. Former PFL standouts are now, you know, gracing the UFC octagon. I I have tried in vain to talk myself into Philippe Lins based on his kickboxing background and what he has shown at times or what he showed at times in the PFL. That has not materialized in the UFC. What has materialized, though, is Maxim Grishin looking better in the UFC than he did in the PFL. Minus 170 here for Maxim, and I love him at this price. I love him. I think. I think. I think this is a money line play that I feel confident in. And it's not even that Maxine Grishin looked bad <clears throat> in the PFL. Um, he just ran into a very good fighter and a hot fighter in the PFL. Yeah, and Jordan Johnson. So, I mean, so well, yes, no, maybe so. I, I don't. I, I don't know. I don't know about that because you you had the 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 Jordan Johnson fight. He the first one he won, and then the second one. You're was right. A, was You're right. He did beat, he did beat him the first one. Right. I was thinking that he lost the first one, but did beat him the first one. Then they drew the second one. Right. Yeah. The second one was a draw. Correct. Um, My condolences. Yeah. I mean, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Speaking. Of, I mean, here's the thing. Speaking of speaking of Jordan, sort of like an end of an era, to be honest with you, because I because. Jordan doesn't fight anymore. He's yeah. selling real estate. Yeah. And um, he put a picture up online the other day, and it was like something like a remembering the good old days or whatever. And it was him, two other guys, and Taylor Johnson in the picture. And I was like, man, I haven't heard from Taylor in a long time. I was just going to ask about that, yeah. I'm wearing Taylor's shirt from the one fight that we spot, one of the fights we sponsor him for. So I messaged Jordan, and I'm like, hey – um, have you spoken to Taylor? And he's like, no, nah, I haven't talked to him. Taylor um, 
scrubbed his history online. No social media anymore. His wife, same thing, scrubbed it. Uh, Taylor's mom and dad follow you know follow me on Instagram. They haven't posted anything in months. Hmm. Very strange. Very strange. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I know life gets in the way and people don't give a shit about social media anymore. But I just it was it's just interesting. You know what I mean? I just. Um, Anyway, talking about Max and Grishin. I like Grishin in the yes. spot, minus 170. That's yeah. good. He's big. He's big. He's strong. He's experienced. I mean, you're talking yes. about a guy. Lots you of know, experience. Right. Over 40 professional fights, and he's got fights yeah. outside of that and grappling experience. You know, just go ahead and assume because he's Russian, there's some combat Sambo in there, you know, and just Philippe Lindsay ain't doing nothing. He's just not going to do it. Okay. We're on, on board with that. Christoph Yako, Brandon Allen. Brendan, sorry. I know that's a big pet peeve for Brendan's and Brandon's. Um, Allen, plus 105. Christoph Yako, minus 125. Over around two and a half. I don't know why Yako is a favorite here other than the fact that Allen picks and chooses what fights he's going to show up for. When Allen looks really good, he's really good. And when he's off, he's really bad. And Christoph Yako is like 55 on the highway, man. He's just cruise yeah. control the whole time. You know exactly what you're going to get out of him. So I think... For Allen to win this fight, or I'm sorry, for 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 Jotko to win this fight, it has to be one of the nights where Allen doesn't show up. Yeah, um, I'm just looking look at the over under. Um, <clears throat> I think I'd probably side with the over two and a half in this fight. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, over two and a half. You're at minus one eighty five. Mm, that's a big price. Yep. I think it's a big just, price. I think it's I think this is just an avoidable fight, man. I don't yeah. see a play here. I don't see a play here. I mean, you're Jotko by decision. Ugh. Who wants to bet anybody to win by decision? That is just yeah. that's the most boring way to watch fighting. Is the pick the Yeah, because yeah, then you're just cheering from the take the first two rounds and then just knock it knocked out and yeah. submit it in the third. Yeah. And then Praying to the gods that the the three goons sitting ringside don't mess it up right. for you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I also have a really hard time backing Henry any Henry Hooft based fighter right now because Hooft has this undeniable ability to make everybody feel like they're an elite level kick, kickboxer. And again, Brendan Allen just sometimes he shows up and you're like, man, it's kid's real good. And other times he's just, it's like he, you're like, I don't, I don't fucking understand what we're doing here. It just yeah. doesn't make any sense to me. How can you be so good one time and so bad the next? It just doesn't make any sense to me. For those of you that don't, you know, Dale, could you provide me an example of what you're talking about here? Yes, I'm glad that you asked. Okay. Because the fact, despite, despite the fact that he beat Sam Alvey and they beat Jacob Malkoon, I would like for you to explain to me how he goes on instantly heel hooks Carl Roberson, right? Like immediately jumps on Carl Roberson and, and rips his leg in, apart, but then goes out there and boxes Punahele Soriano's face off and then goes out there and immediately gets the shit kicked out of him by Chris Curtis, right? Everybody's, oh, what about the Docs brothers? What about the Docs brothers? Docs brothers are the future. He goes out there, kicks the shit out of Kyle Docus, goes out the next time and gets knocked out by Cool Breeze pillow hands Sean Strickland. You just have, there's no, there's no rhyme or reason. There's no rhyme or reason. He can choke out Kevin Holland, but he gets 
grinded out to a decision by Fluffy Hernandez. How? How? I don't understand. I just can't bet Brandon Allen. I avoid this fight. Avoid. Avoid at all cost. Okay. All right. All right. Joaquim Silva at 11 and 4, taking on Jesse Ronson. Ronson at 21 and 11. Again, another fight soup that I would be inclined to lean on Ronson because Ronson's been a gamer in the past. But his last time out, he looked so bad. I can't touch him till I see him win another fight. I cannot touch him. He's a plus 125 here. You will see sharp people on Ronson this weekend. I caution you on that because he, when he's good, he's good. And when I, his last performance was awful, though, he looked terrible last time out. This is this is a very weird play for me. Back to back fights. I think I'm just gonna, you know, um, maybe eat some food and drink a beer and just take it off. I don't. Yeah, there, touch. There, listen, there's no shame in taking fights off. You don't have okay. to bet every fight. Are you sure? Because I feel like I have to bet everyone. <laughs> no, you don't have to bet. Okay, everyone. that's good. I'm glad. <laughs> Thank you for that. But there is one prelim that you do have to bet. Oh, you so you you have nothing here for this one? Okay. No, 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 no. Okay, this isn't the one you, you're fired up for. Is it the Jessica Penne Tabitha Ricci fight, Baby Shark? Uh, it's not it. Are we taking women's science here? Uh, Jessica Penne plus one eighty, Tabitha Ricci minus two twenty. Over on rounds is at two and a half. Baby Shark at a minus two twenty. Is that even feasible? Should no, no. We got to pay Penne, right? Yes. Yeah. I yes. Let yeah, me Jessica. ask you this. Okay, go ahead. Let me ask you this. Jessica Penne, single, but she trains Belgian Malinois. Red flag or no? What did you just say to me? She trains and owns Belgian Malinois. Those dogs? Mm-hmm. Never even heard of I got to look this dog up. It, dude, it's the mil- it's the military dog. Think of the thing that looks like a German oh, yeah, Shepherd, is. but oh, smaller. Okay, it's, you, it's, yeah. a, it's a fur missile. It's a six thousand dollar fur missile. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. So it's not a red flag then. No, I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. <laughs> Those are nice dogs. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. I didn't know that was going to go that way. I thought you were going to agree with me that that was weird. Was it weird? I'd, I, it's, a, it's a, it's, I don't know. I have a thing about, I, I have a thing about women and big dogs. It makes me uncomfortable. Like to see, see a woman by herself with a gigantic dog, it, it freaks me out. All right, we're going to take Jessica Penny here based off of level of competition. Okay, that's she's it. fought the who's who, the who's who. She has the greats. Yeah. 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 Not to mention she's good friends with Angela Hill and Angela Hill just beat Lupe Godinez. So I don't like that. Jessica Penne beat Lupe Godinez. Don't, don't talk to me about this. We're not talking about that fight. We're talking about, (laughs) we're talking about the Angela Hill fight. (laughs) There'll be no Lupe slander on this show. None. Featured prelim, Alir Latifi taking on Alexia Linick. Lexi Olenek plus 150, Latifi minus 175, over and around at one and a half. If, I'm going to let you lead this. And if you say anything other than Alexi Olenek, 
I'm going to end this entire Dude, there's show. There's no if you're not betting Alexi Olenek here, you're you're in the wrong. Thank you. He's got more losses in his career than Elir Latifi has wins. And you <laughs> might that might sound like okay, he's not that good. He's got 82 professional fights. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. He's got 48 subs. That's right. Dude. The Can boa he... constrictor is it is like the most it's the perfect nickname for anybody in mixed martial arts. Like it fits him better than any other nickname fits anybody. Yes. Can he He's gonna get his choke... hand on that little meathead? I said, can he choke out? Alir Latifi, neck. though, with that neck. neck. It's like, <laughs> it is literally, he's like a turtle, like a legitimate. Well, he's turtle. never been subbed. Yeah. Alir Latifi's never lost by sub. Have you ever seen my choke out a sledgehammer? <laughs> no. No. Have you, have you seen guys do the sledgehammer challenge where, like, they hold they hold the hammer and then they try to, like, lean it down yeah, dude. and then kick? Dude. It's crazy. Have you, try, have you tried anything like that before? I it couldn't is, do it with a piece of paper. It's wildly difficult. I have, dude. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. That, no, there's no way. Maybe like a six pounder. You think you could do it with a six pound? Probably not. You think you could do it with a six? Dude. I, I mean, say like, I mean, I like, they have like eight, tens, and twelves. I get like, if you're like, I couldn't do it with a twelve. Of course. Yeah. Fuck yeah. But a, a six, a sixer? Give it a little, you know, you do a six? I don't know, man. <sighs> Be tough. Try but it. yes, Alexia Lennox to play okay. here. A hundred percent. Yeah. He okay. has to be. Okay. Talk about size differential. For sure. I mean, that's yeah. You know, he's fighting a, a toddler on steroids. Dude, you, Alexia Lennox looks like the type of dude who get a chick pregnant every time. <laughs> like Alexia Lennox bats a thousand. Yeah. Like you 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 want like Alexia Lennox. It's like the type of dude, like somebody's having trouble conceiving. They just put some Alexia Lenick in him. Like mm-hmm. that guy, you can tell he's got swimmers. Right even or wrong? More, even more reason to bet him. R- right or wrong? Right. I'm no, telling. It's, I, I, it's just that's just it, dude. I mean, he literally looks like dude's like a like, he's like an Ernest Hemingway. Like that guy, like literally could have kids into his seventies, which he probably will be. I mean, he's I sixty. Will. What is he? Sixty four now. I know he's not 64, but he's pretty damn old. He's pretty, he's pretty old. He's pretty old. It's he's not, just, he's not 50. Of, the amount he's not, of fights is incredible, man. He's not 50. How old is he? He's, he's in his 40s, though, right? Was he 47? He was... Uh, he just turned 45. 45. Holy shit. Yeah. You know how you feel now. Dude. Dude, imagine you at 45, how you'd feel. I, I know how I feel now. I do nothing but go to work, golf, and play Xbox. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's days like this morning, mm-hmm. I woke up and my, I, I, my wife had to help me get out of bed. Mm-hmm. My whole body was, it was just stiff. I was just like, oh, why is my body? No way. 45 years old, professional fighter. You know what it is? It's overuse. It's overuse. And I, I was reading a thing today. Not because it's the MMA podcast, we'll keep it on. But we have to talk about basketball at least once per show. You see the thing where Lonzo Ball saying he he can't even go up and down stairs. Oh, I believe that. Yeah, he's saying he physically cannot go up and down stairs. No, and it's because his knees are just 
shot like he's got no cartilage left in his knees and they're trying to figure out what to do with him because he's just he can't he can't lift his legs up he can't run he can't move he can't even go up and down stairs and i thought to myself that kid has been playing basketball putting those knees through hell since he was probably seven eight years old mm -hmm. probably sooner given the nature of his dad and his family aau ball all year round yeah college ball nba he's literally the, the knees are shot and then you know, not that not that what we've done is comparable, but I literally played basketball for four plus hours a day, every day for mm -hmm. 15 years. Yeah. And I mean, you know, my knees are shot. I mean, I've had multiple issues with them. Um, I think it's just, a, it's a series of overuse and I, I cannot even imagine what it feels like to get into consistent fist fights at 45 years old. <clears throat> yeah. I just because I I know it's like if somebody were like, hey, let's go, let's go run a full court game right now. I I just I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. And it, like cardio issues aside, my fucking legs would just fall apart. They'd fall apart. My legs, my the bones of my legs would look like Forrest Gump's leg braces. Whenever he's running from those kids, that's how my that's my my tib and my fib would just come apart like that. How does it? How listen? I'm just I'm stuck on these numbers. Here. How does Alexi Olenek have 60 professional wins and only five are from decision? Because he he will kill you or he will die trying. <laughs> it's amazing. It's so good. Well, that's listen. That's it's a great featured prelim. One of one of my one of my most frustrating moments in all of mixed martial arts was an Alexi Olenek fight. Do you I know guess. Which, do you know which fight I'm thinking about? Alexi yep. I the the Sergey Spivak fight? No, the Mark Hunt fight. Oh yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So I'm all I over. I was gonna say Dawkins, just because I know how you feel about the Dawkins brothers, dude. But Mark Hunt, the opposite side of things. Yeah, the guy Fuck. you love losing to Alexi Olenek. Fuck the Dawkins brothers. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Mark Hunt comes out. I, I'm on Mark Hunt by KO, obviously. Mark Hunt comes out, and you can very clearly see staff. Yeah. Giant staff on his titty, and I'm like, damn yeah. it. Damn it. They go out. Like Kevin 30, Lee style staff. Staff, yeah. <laughs> they hid that well. They hid that staff infection very well. Uh, he goes out and gets rocked by a jab. Alexi Olenek rocked Mark Hunt with a jab mm -hmm. and then took his took him down and choked him out. But um, brutal, brutal. Okay, so the card as I have it right now, Olenek money line, um, top to bottom, or no, bottom to top. This is the card I've got, okay? Okay. You, you let me know if you want to add or subtract anything here. Olenek money line plus 150. Grinish, yes. or, or I'm sorry, Grishin money line minus 170. Okay. Did I say Guido money line already? I did not. No, you didn't. Plus you 240. You only you only covered two fights. Plus 240. I'm sorry. Guido plus 240. Yep. All right. So that's our, so those are our three prelim plays. <clears throat> Guido Guido money line plus 240. Mm -hmm. Grishin money line minus 170, and Olenek money line plus 150. Correct. Okay. Moving on to the main card, we're taking. 
Shanus in round one and two at plus three and four thousand. Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. Yeah, Shanus in rounds one and two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, at plus three and four thousand respectively. Mm-hmm. respectively. You, unless, unless the unless the combo comes out, unless your book the, co- <clears throat> the combo should come out, and I would assume it'll be somewhere in the plus two thousand, plus twenty two hundred range, something like that. Okay. And then we've got the Castaneda and Barcelos money line parlay at minus one fifteen. Plus one fifteen. Plus one fifteen. Sorry. Plus one fifteen. I wrote that down wrong. Okay. And then the Davis Slava Claus under two and a half plus one oh five. Yeah. Yeah. Two gamers getting at it. Okay. Okay. No play on the main event. Yon. Oh, we're taking Yon at a at a plus one plus one ninety. Yeah. Yon okay. plus one ninety. Okay. All right, man. All right, we're taking Penny. We you want to take Penny money line as well? Yeah. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Plus one eighty. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. All right. Um, I think that's it, dude. We'll go ahead and put a bonus bad boy. We're coming up on ninety minutes. Um, anything you want me to edit out of this before we? Before no, we... absolutely not. I wouldn't, I, w- I wouldn't do it anyway. Absolutely. I, I don't edit anything ever, ever. <clears throat> Tomorrow night on our show. Oh yeah, get, get ready for Tyler. Why is he drunk? The Jags big win this weekend. Oh gosh, yeah, he's a, beat he's the piss out of the Chargers. I'm sure he's fired up. Yeah, dude. He, at halftime, he texts me and he said, "I can't wait for this week's show." Yeah, now, I texted him back, and I said, nobody gives a shit about the Jaguars. Nobody cares about the Jacksonville Jaguars. Nobody. <laughs> nobody cares about them at all. Nobody. Even they don't care. Trevor Lawrence looks completely disinterested. He's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Did, you, did you see his hype-up speech? What was it, week before last? Or they no. they recorded him in the tunnel? Like, it's good. Oh, I'm sure it's not. Oh, you know, it's like, hey, boys. This is why we're here. Let's go out and show them. Who we are. Let's play yeah. our football. That's it. Win. And then he walks out. We're like, All right, sunshine. Good job. And that's why I'd take Jameis Winston over Trevor Lawrence any day. We want to eat that He's dub. Jam- eat that dub. Eat that dude, dub. <laughs> that dude's hilarious, man. He's an absolute riot. He's an idiot. If, yeah. uh, did you see? Did, did, did you happen to see the pain that Mac Jones was in? Dude, for a high ankle sprain. What a puss. Hey, whoa. What? Listen, I don't know if you've ever suffered a severe ankle injury, but coming from a guy who's got mashed potato ankles. That's true. You do have mashed potato ankles. Yeah. I mean, it's it's going to require surgery. You think so? Yeah. I know that they were speculating on it. Apparently the report came out last night, like, which makes sense because the team obviously wants to win. Sure. The quarterback wants to look for his future and get healthy. Mac wants to possibly get surgery and take as much time as possible. New England's saying, "Fuck that, we want you on the field." Yeah, he's he's in the wrong he's at the wrong team for that. Yeah, they don't care, dude. He's the wrong team, bro. You want that? Go to Indianapolis. They'll they'll treat you with that Midwest hospitality. Yeah, Mac, you just take your time, dear. Yeah, the ladies will take care of you. Sharon will bring you dinner every night. You'll be just fine. Belichick's like, I will, I will. Yeah, chop this kid up and sell his body on the black market. Yeah, that's not up there in Boston. No chance. No, those guys. So yeah, it's gonna be super cool when New England's got a top five pick next year, and I'm having a car. I'm going into cardiac arrest, waiting for them to pick, and then they trade back. 
It's going to be That's super right. fun. <laughs> super excited. How do you feel about the Pro Bowl getting? I love it. Yeah, I think they should. Oh, I love it. It's time. great. Yeah. The only thing anybody ever tuned into the Pro Bowl for was, <laughs> was the skills event and yeah. watching guys play dodgeball and just goofy shit like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think it's great. I miss the old Pro Bowl when they had quarterbacks stand at the goal line and see who could throw the ball the farthest. Like yeah. that stuff was that's that stuff's funny. It's entertaining. It's yeah. I'm I'm a big fan of that. Get rid of that stupid flag football touch. It's terrible. Yeah. It's never been the same since Sean Taylor killed a punter. Mm, yeah. You know what they should bring back? Remember when MTV used to do like the celebrity softball games and stuff? Yeah, they still do. Um, I haven't watched MTV in 30 years. No, no, no. I want to say that they still do a softball game at the Pro Bowl. They just don't televise it. Um, But it'll be on like, you know, ESPN 8, the Ocho. I feel like Aaron Donald hitting softballs would be the world's scariest thing. Or Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett ain't hitting anything but other cars at the moment. <laughs> yeah, well, no, that was a one-car accident, dude. He didn't oh, was it? Oh, himself. Okay. He was by himself. He's not hitting anything but Mason Rudolph in the head with his own helmet. Allegedly. No, that happened. Well, they, yeah, he did hit him, but I mean. For, the allegedly they're, part they're, is what came out of Mason alleged, Rudolph's yeah, mouth. Yeah, the yeah, cost the right. You're right. You're right. Right. What do you call him again? I can't remember. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. Not doing that. Allegedly. All right. Uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And yeah, absolutely. This we'll was ca- fun. Catch everybody next week. Bang, bang. Bang, bang. 0-3 Raiders. 0-3. <laughs>